good to be here. Uh, I hope you guys can, uh, as Trevor Walker says, dial it in. Stay focused with me before we leave our last meeting uh, of the conference here. And uh, uh, there's a lot more Christ in this last hour and a half to be gained, okay? Uh, so we want to be able to get into this last message on the application of Christ. And um, I just want to backtrack briefly to last night's meeting. Uh, point number one, Jesus is better. Amen. Say that. Jesus is better. He's better than everything. Our Christ is so rich. He's so unsearchable. He's so wonderful, so aromatic, so beautiful. He is better. And so uh, we have to realize that last night's message was more on the personal, the individual side. Uh, and this morning's message is going to be more on the corporate side. And so briefly, I just want to go through last night's points. <clears throat> First of all, seeing and maintaining a clear vision of God's eternal purpose. We need a clear vision. Repeat after me. Lord Jesus. Give me a clear vision. Okay, point number two, having a proper heart to see and match God's need. We need a proper heart. Repeat after me. Lord Jesus, give me a proper heart. And just a quick underline on this point. You know, the devil is always trying to come in and steal our heart away. The age has become so attractive for one reason, mainly to steal young people's heart away from Jesus. That's the number one reason. He has created a world system that's so attractive because there's so many facets of the world that it may not be for him or her, but that one facet is just for you. So we have to guard our heart with all vigilance, right? Keep a proper heart all the time. Watch your eye gate and your ear gate. That's how you guard your heart. Your eye gate and your ear gate. What goes in your eyes and what goes in your ears directly affects your heart. Guard it. It's warfare. All right. Number three, developing and building up your inner life. Repeat after me. Lord Jesus, build up my inner life. We need an inner life that is strong and that's developing day by day. That's when it says without delay. That means starting today. That means starting right now. We need a strong inner life. An inner life that is full of feeling and sensitivity to the Lord speaking. You know, I would say in this one here, uh, one of the big points in this matter of having our inner life is keeping your conscience. Our conscience is there all the time, active. And if we will learn to begin to live by this matter of keeping our conscience pure, then our inner life will really grow and develop. And this, we need a, a strong inner life to experience and apply Christ every day. Most of the times in the morning when I come to the Lord and I'm in the light, one of the first things that comes to my mind is, you blew it. And you said something to that person. Uh, a lot of times it's my wife and kids. And I have to repent. Lord Jesus, I'm sorry. Wash me again. Lord Jesus, forgive me. Lord, I'd like to have a clear sky with you. This is a real secret in the matter of maintaining and keeping a strong inner life. Okay? We have to deal with our conscience. 
All the time the Lord is speaking to us inwardly concerning many things. And we have to be open and sensitive to the Lord's speaking. Okay? Then, finally here, on last night's message, we have consecrating your whole being while you are young. Repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I consecrate myself to you. I give my whole life to you. It's very good to have that prayer this weekend and be stirred up, but we have to learn how to have a daily consecration all the time, saying, Lord, again, I give myself to you. Consecration is a daily matter, uh, and we have to practice it every day. This is wonderful because when we give ourselves to the Lord, then the Lord can come in and He can work in our lives, okay? So these are four excellent points regarding the personal aspects of applying Christ, okay? Okay, this morning we're going to get into the application of Christ, part two. And the part two is the corporate application of Christ, okay? And there's only one Roman numeral here, as you'll notice here. So let's all read this Roman numeral together. Ready? Go. Okay, you know, there is, there is one thing on Christ's heart. There's one primary thing, and that is His body. You may think the Lord's concerned about many things. You may be so egocentric that you think He's only concerned about your sin, how you blew it, how you messed up. Actually, the fact of the matter, he doesn't care about that hardly at all. He's really concerned about one thing, and that is his living body. And that, for that, he's so concerned. He's so, uh, that's all his thinking. What about my body? Okay, so, so brothers and sisters, the Lord has been waiting for over 2,000 years for the preparation of his body. He has been, he's poured out everything, he's given everything, and he's even still dispensing all his riches every day for one primary matter, that is producing his body. So, so what can we do? What is our response? How can we cooperate with this great great desire in him. Well, uh, I love this title here, underline, useful member. Useful member. And you circle the word becoming. Becoming. Circle the word becoming, underline, useful member. Uh, This is what the Lord needs from all of us. He wants us to become, because it's a process, becoming a useful member of the organic body of Christ. And we're just going to see, I believe it's 13 subpoints under this matter, becoming a useful member of the organic body of Christ in the short time that I have left here, okay? So we're going to go through these rather quickly, but I think it will give us a good panoramic view of how we become a useful member in the organic body of Christ, okay? All right, number one, let's read letter A, go. All right, sisters, read Romans 12, 4 through 5.
Okay, so underline, do not have the same function. Do not have the same function. You know, we all have a problem because we want everyone to be just like me. I want everyone else to be just like me. It's an amazing thing, but we all have the same tendency in us. But we have to realize, we have to expand our vision of the body of Christ and realize all the members in the body of Christ have different functions. And these functions are all critical. Just as in the human body, all the parts of your body are critical and necessary. They all function differently. Your eyes function differently than your legs, than your feet, than your hands, than your heart. There's so many members in your body and they all have different functions. So we have to learn how to appreciate the different functions of every member. This is a great thing because all the members are different. And this actually brings in a beautiful expression. If all the members were eyeballs, this would be ugly. (laughs) But all the members are different, and so the body, as a result, is very beautiful because all the members carry out and perform different functions. So this makes a beautiful body of Christ. Okay? All right, letter B. Let's read this. Go. Brothers, uh, 1 John 5, 11 and 12, go. And this is the testimony that God gave to us eternal life, and that this life is in His Son. He who has the Son has the life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have the life. Okay, on verse 11 there, circle, eternal life. Circle, life. And verse 12, circle, life. In both places. So there's an emphasis here. What's the essence? Life. Life is the essence. There's an essence to this body. And we have to pay attention to this. Life is the essence of the body of Christ. This life is the eternal life. And actually this life is nothing less than Christ himself. Okay, moving on. Ephesians 2.15. Let's all read it. Go. You know what? It's underlined one new man. It's one. It's an amazing thing. We're many here. But actually what the Lord is producing is one new man. And this one new man has his one life. Okay? All right. Then, 1 Corinthians 12, 12 through 13. Let's all read these two. Go. Yes, for also in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and we're all given to drink one spirit. So these many members are one body, and this one body actually is the Christ. The Christ. So, we use this terminology, actually, the body Christ. And we don't say this, but by that we imply there's a head Christ. Who is the head Christ? Jesus. Right? Jesus Christ is the head. And then there is his living organic body, which is the body Christ. And actually, I don't have time to get into it, but 
Actually, you are literally, your physical body, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 6, are members of Christ. You're, you're, you know, do you realize that? You are part, you're a member, your body is part of the body Christ. Because the head and the body have the same what? Essence. The same life, exactly. The same life. If somebody has my finger here and I'm hitting it and I say, stop hitting me. Or I'm going to hit you, right? I mean, so, so if somebody's hitting my finger, I say, stop hitting me. Because that has the same essence as this here, the head. The same essence, the same life. And that is me. Just like you are part of the body Christ. So also is the Christ. This verse is really amazing. We don't have too much time, but it's really special. So also is the Christ. Marvelous. Okay. Uh, okay, moving on quickly here. Letter C, read it. All together on this first go. This is a great, great verse because oftentimes we don't believe it. But we have to realize, you know, whatever school you're in, where you live, who your roommate is, who your dorm mate is, who your friends are, who your classmates are, who you go to school with, who you're around all the time, God has placed you. This is God. You think, well, I made that decision. Well, why do you think you made that decision? How did you end up where you are right now? God has placed you. You have to realize that God has placed the members. So his placement, you have to realize in this, God is sovereign in placing all the members where he wills so that he can build up the body organically. Amen. His placement is perfect. Say that. Is yeah. Sometimes you're like, Lord, why did you leave me with these brothers? Oh. So that he could build up the organic body of Christ. He particularly placed you with the members you're with, the ones you're around. Do you think you can go to a better place? A lot of times we do. A lot of times we question. Did I really, am I really in the right place right now? And we all have to say, yes! I'm in the right place! Because God has placed you. You have to realize God's sovereignty. God, in all his divine activity, one of the things he does is places the members where he wills. So wherever you are, the brothers and sisters you're related to, you have to realize God is sovereign. That's not an accident. That's not an accident. Your family members, your mom and dad, your roommate, classmates, your workout buddy, uh, whoever. He has placed you. This placement is according to his divine sovereignty, and we have to know it and enjoy it. Okay? All right. Letter D. Let's read it. Okay, let's alternate here with brothers on 10, sisters on 11. Ready, brothers? Go. Now I beseech you, brothers, through the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, and that there be no division 
Sisters. Brothers. Together. Is Christ divided? Now I want you to circle that last phrase there. Is Christ divided? It's interesting because he's talking about members in the previous verse. And then he says, is Christ divided? You would think he would say, is the body of Christ divided? But he says there, is Christ divided? Because guess what? You cannot separate the body from Christ. The body is Christ. So, uh, Paul is making the strong point here to the Corinthians, and you need to go back to verse 10 and underline, no divisions among you. No divisions among you. Okay, we have to admit today, in today's situation in 2018, there is, we're in a garlic room of div divisiveness. The body's divided everywhere. Yeah. There's so much division in the body. There's division in practice. There's division in name. There's division uh, based on so many things. All of these things uh, are not according to the Scripture. Because the body of Christ is one. It, in fact, truly, genuinely is one. It has the same life and the same essence. So, divisions, as indicated here are not according to the scripture. So we have to realize the enemy, Satan, has constructed a huge system that exists today that is full of division, and eventually people just say, well, yeah, that's right. I go to such and such a church. I go to this part of the body. I go to that thing. This matter of divisions is a great thing because if you take my body and you divide all the parts, what's left? Nothing. Because the essence goes away. The life is in the blood. And if the blood spills out, there's no more life. Leviticus 17.11, the life is in the blood. Okay, it's very interesting. Anyway, you can get into that later. But when you divide the physical body... Eventually, there's no life in the body. Eventually, there's no body. So this matter of no divisions is a great, great matter. And that's why there's a real fight. If you read the epistles of Paul to keep and maintain the oneness of the body of Christ. Okay, this is a great thing here. Okay, 1 Corinthians 3, 2 and 3 here. Uh, let's look at these two verses here. How about brothers on three, sisters on four? Ready? Go. Okay, sisters, four. For when someone says, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Paulus, are you not men of flesh? Okay, circle the word fleshly. You are still fleshly. And then underline the manner of man. The manner of man. You know, the manner of man is just to be fleshly, and what that turns into is division. It, it turns into vision. So, I just want you to write this little equation. Flesh equals divided. Yeah. 
flesh equals divided. Because in the very next verse here in chapter 4, someone says, I'm of Paul, and the other one says, I'm of Paulos. He says, are you not men of flesh? You're men who are in the flesh, and you're divided. I'm of Paul. No, I'm of Apollos. You're divided. This is not the body of Christ. This, this kind of vying for certain persons, even particular members, this is wrong. Even, not to spend too long on this, but even to say in a negative sense in verse 12, go back up to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 12, or even to say, I of Christ, as in the manner of men, in the way of the flesh, that's not positive either. So we have to realize in this sense here, when he says, uh, you know, some of you says, I'm of Paul, I'm of Apollos, I'm of Cephas, and some says, I'm of Christ, I'm the better one. Still divided. In the way of division, this is the manner of men. So we have to realize, this exists today. This is not according to the scripture. We want to become useful members of the body of Christ. We have to be clear, divisions only tear down the body. Okay? All right. 1 Corinthians 12, the next two. Let's read these two all together. Ready, go. Okay, again, underline no division in the body. No division in the body. But that the members would have the same care for one another. Okay, listen, we're all the same. We all fail in this respect. We all like certain people. We just naturally, according to the manner of men, we like certain people and we don't like other people. That's just us. We're just that way. How about you four brothers? You'll jump up here real quick, okay? So, you know, when we're with and around the brothers, um, oftentimes uh, it's like this. Hey, Preston, what's up? Hey, hey, bro, hey, bro good to see you. Hey, yeah, what's hey, up? Hey, yeah, bro, good yeah. To see you. Good to see you. How you doing, bro? <laughs> hey, hey, Ma, hey, bro. What's up? You doing all right, man? Yes, Having bro. a good day? Yes, yeah, bro. all right. Okay. Amen. Yeah, see y'all. Okay. Right. <laughs> okay, sit down. So. That's all of us, right? But the Lord, in His life, He has the same care. Underlined, same care. Same care for one another. We just, we, we're preferential, and in, in our flesh, we're divisive, and we have to stand against that. So I give you a challenge. When you walk out of here today, I want you to find at least one person you don't know and meet them. And say, praise the Lord, brother. Nice to meet you. Because I know there's a lot of people here that don't know each other. But it's good to just meet another person and say, praise the Lord. Aren't you glad you came to this conference? So as you leave today, you have to meet one person you don't know. Just introduce yourself. Just nicely, politely in the spirit and just say praise the Lord okay the same care this is a great great matter uh, how do you have the same care you know what the spirit knows 
How do you care for all the members in the same way? You just exercise your spirit. Lord, what about this brother? You know, this is, this is caring for all the members of the body, okay? Then quickly, Ephesians 4, 2 through 4. Let's read these verses. How about sisters? Read all, all three verses. Ready? Go. Okay, I just want you to underline in verse 3, oneness of the Spirit. The oneness of the Spirit. Be diligent to keep the oneness of the Spirit. And I want you to write this equation down. Spirit equals oneness. Flesh equals what? Spirit equals? Flesh equals? Say it louder. Flesh equals? Spirit equals? Okay, brothers, flesh equals division. Spirit equals oneness. Okay, this is, this is very, very clear here. When we're enjoying Christ as the Spirit, you know what this brings us, and it should bring us into the oneness of the body of Christ. Being diligent. That means you can exercise to have fellowship with any other member of the body of Christ. You have the same care for all the members. And every member of the body is so valuable to the Lord that you can have a relationship with that brother and our sister in a proper way. Okay? So this is really wonderful to see this. Uh, division terminates the body. The spirit builds up the body, right? All right. Praise the Lord for the oneness of the body, right? Isn't it wonderful this morning we're here? Look around. Are we all the same ethnicity? The same race? The same background? That's because we're enjoying the Spirit. Amen. So marvelous we could be here with one another. Enjoying Christ as the Spirit. Because this brings in oneness. It's so, so wonderful. Okay. Uh, moving on quickly here. Letter E. Let's read this. And I want you to add... To this title and its incredible strength the glory of oneness and its incredible strength okay now let's all read John 17 22 go okay this is this is the Lord's prayer in John 17 famous prayer in John 17 for oneness, and it actually is the Lord, you could say, praying uh, as the triune God. And he says here, and the glory which you've given me, who's that? Who's the me here? Jesus, Jesus Christ, the Son. He says, I have given to them. Who's the them? The disciples. He gave this glory which the Father gave the Son. Okay, what's the glory? Let, write this equation down. Glory equals God expressed. This will help you understand the Bible the rest of your life. Glory equals God expressed. Anytime you see the word glory, you can always substitute the word God expressed. And it will really help you understand what the word glory means and how it applies in the Bible. So, you could say the expression of God which was given to Jesus Christ the Son, now... The Son has given to the believers, to the disciples. 
Then it says, that they may be what? And then here's the most incredible statement, maybe in the whole New Testament, even as we are one. Now let's ask this question for a moment. How one is the triune God, is the Trinity, is the Father, Son, Spirit? How one are they? We can't even say. We can't even say how one is the triune God. The Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Wow. The oneness of the Trinity. Wow. This, this is so one. This same oneness from the Father, Son, Spirit, the Spirit, Son, Father, the Son, Spirit, Father, this oneness, they're so one, has been given to the believers. Think about that. What a oneness. Okay. When we are enjoying this oneness, when we are in this oneness, and I would even say practicing this oneness, practicing this oneness, there is an incredible strength. An incredible strength. What is that incredible strength? Let's look at it in the next verse, all right? Let's read these three verses, 18, 19, and 21, all together. Ready? Go. Wow, these verses are just so like grandiose and incredible. Okay, first of all, underline full of strength. Full of strength. Okay, the, this is the Apostle Paul here, and he's talking about the experience of the believers that they would be full of strength and circle the word to apprehend. To apprehend. So this morning, we are here and we are apprehending something. We are understanding something. The Lord is unveiling something to us concerning the body of Christ. And this apprehension, first of all, is to see what is the breadth and length and height and depth. Uh, this is to describe dimensions of Christ. The breadth, the length, the height, the depth. Think about this. How broad is Christ? How broad is He? Unsearchably. But you, because you're members and we're practicing to be one, you know what? We can have some apprehension of how broad Christ is. This is just, this is just one room here with several hundred of us. And as we are here practicing, the Lord will give us apprehension of how broad Christ is. Then also, what? How? The length of Christ. How long is Christ? How long? How long is His saving arm? How long can Christ reach out? You know what? We can apprehend this when we're practicing the oneness with all the believers. How high is Christ? And how deep is Christ? Okay, when we see this Christ... You know what? We get filled unto all the fullness of God. And then Paul just says, To Him, to Him be the glory. 
as we see this Christ, you know what? We get brought into the glory. We see it and we express it and eventually we even declare it. To him be the glory. I would think he would say, firstly, is in Jesus Christ. But what does he say firstly in this verse? To him be glory in the church. Yeah, the church is his body. The glory, this glory, this oneness is in the church. It's marvelous, okay? So, so wonderful. All right. So, so good. Okay, then quickly this last little verse here. Uh, Deuteronomy 32, 30a. Let's read it. Okay, this is part of the strength here. It's amazing. If one can chase a thousand, then two should just be able to chase what? Two thousand. But, hallelujah, there's a synergistic effect in the body of Christ. And when just two together, come together, you have five-fold increase. Five-fold power. Mainly, mainly here, in defeating the enemy. Hallelujah. You know, listen, the rascal, the devil, he wants to defeat us. He wants to come in and discourage us, defeat us, cause us to give up, say, you know what, this Christian thing, I mean, I know Chris said Jesus is better, but you know, right now I'm thinking something else might be better. How do we overcome that? Two. 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 Two is a five-fold power to crush the enemy. If you're by yourself, easy to be defeated. But when you just get with one other person, and I would say particularly in the matter of prayer, and just say even together, Lord Jesus, we love you. Amen. Lord Jesus, crush the devil. Amen. Say that. Lord Jesus, we love you. Lord Jesus, crush the devil. Lord Jesus, crush the devil. You'll find in your experience Man, the enemy, he is fleeing. He is running. Because this synergistic effect with two coming together and chasing 10,000 is the strength in the body of Christ. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. So marvelous. Okay, then letter F. Let's read it. Go. All together. Underline being richly supplied and knit together. Richly supplied and knit together. This is richly supplied with the life of Christ. This is the inner life and being knit together. This knit together here is actually the divine love knitting us together. The source of which is the divine life. And so as we're with one another... Enjoying Christ's life. There is a divine knitting going together with us of the divine love. That love is actually knitting us together. Very particular verbiage used here by the apostle to talk about how the body is built together. It's knit together. There's a knitting. It's mysterious. It's divine and yet it's so real. When you get with the brothers and sisters in Christ and just spend a few minutes with them, even sometimes if they come and stay with you for a short weekend, you feel like I've been knit with them for all eternity. Yeah. How is that the case? 
because you've been knit with divine love. And this is the way the Lord is building up the body of Christ. So the inner life is the basic factor. Really, really wonderful. Okay, letter G. Let's read this. Let's read it again. Yeah, now the verse. 1 Corinthians 12, 25. Go. Okay, John 21, 16, go. Big circle that. Big circle. Shepherd my sheep. How do we have the same care? By practicing shepherding. You know, when Peter uh, was out to lunch on the lake with his buddies there in John 21, and they were out there fishing, um, eventually the Lord appeared to him. And, of course, we, we know the story. He, uh, the Lord's appearing caused a reaction in Peter. Eventually, he threw himself into the water. And uh, I imagine by the time he, he came up to shore, he was dripping wet. He was cold. He was starving. He fished all night long and caught nothing until the Lord came. Uh, miracle after miracle there. And basically, he, he was in a low state. Here was the Lord. He had come back to appear to him and then questioned him three times, which had to be really piercing. Simon, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? He asked him three times in John 21, 15 through 17. But in those statements, the Lord said, Shepherd my sheep. Feed my lambs. And as we practice this, Shepherding and feeding, the same care can be administered to all the members of the body. This is a real secret here. Shepherding is how we practice the same care. So shepherding includes all-inclusive tender care. You might say, what is shepherding? It's a vast array of things. And it may look different for all the different sheep. But shepherding is how the triune God in us cares for all the other members of the body of Christ. It's wonderful. Uh, it's such a huge point. We could have a whole message on shepherd my sheep. So wonderful. Uh, so this, this, again, is a great, great matter. We have to practice this. Lord, strengthen us to have the same care for one another. All right, letter H. Read it. Okay, let's read Romans 12, 3 all together. For I say, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think so as to be sober-minded, as God has apportioned to each a measure of faith. Okay. Um, how many of us think more highly of ourselves? Yeah, everyone should be raising their hand. Okay, put your hand down. <laughs> the fact is we all think more highly of ourselves. We, this, is just, this is part of being a man of flesh. We just think more. We're smarter. We understand things better. We got this. You don't have to explain it to me. I got this. Why do I got it? I think more highly of myself. I'm really... <clears throat> I mean, don't you understand who I am? Don't you understand what I know? 
Don't you understand my background? We all have this disease, <clears throat> very simply, it's pride. We think more highly of ourselves. Okay, you know, the apostle here, this is Romans chapter 12, and the essence of this chapter is all about the body of Christ. And the fact of the matter is, um, I want you to just write this phrase here, not more than a member. Not more than a member. You know what? Everyone in here are just members. And uh, each one of us, you know what? We value every single person who comes up here to share. And your portion is so rich. It's so awesome. It's so necessary for all the other members to hear. And so for you to think that you're extra special or great, eventually just, just wait. The Lord in time, he will chisel you down. You think you're so special? You're so excellent? You're, you're the best? You're the top? The Lord will just give you the right spouse. And the right kids. Yes, he will. And suddenly, you realize, I am nothing. He'll give you the right roommate that just leaves the bowl dirty in the sink every single time. No matter how many times you've told him, wash your own dish. Right? The Lord knows how to reduce us all. And if you really think you're extra special, just, just wait a little while. The Lord has his sovereign way and his sovereign timing to make you realize you're nothing. Actually, we're all good for death and burial. That's what we're good for. Okay, so listen, this is one of the enemy's tactics to make you think you're something really extraordinary. Okay, you know what, saints? We are a member. Say this, Lord Jesus. Thank you, I'm a member. Okay, this is one extreme. Now let's go to letter I. This is the other one. We'll go back, don't worry. Letter I, let's read this. Okay, this is also the devil's tactic to go the other direction. Okay, more lowly. Okay, 1 Corinthians, let's read these three all together. Go. Hop up, Alan. So, you know, sometimes a brother shares, shares something, and we're just sitting there going, wow, I could, I could never be like Alan. He's like so amazing, so incredible. He's, he's so awesome. Wow, did you hear that? Did you hear that prophesying? It was like amazing. I oh, forget it. I'm, I, I could never be like that. We just, we think more lowly of ourselves. Right? We, this is the enemy's tactic to cause us to think, wow, I, I could never be like him, so forget it. Okay, so here in 1 Corinthians, Paul is saying, maybe he's the hand, and I'm the foot. The hand and the foot, they both need one another desperately. Wow. Thank you. You can go down. And, and we, 
Each member is so critical. So critical. How can the hand go somewhere if the feet aren't there walking? Right? And the eye. So the eyes and the ears, both so critical. So we have this disease called comparing. We compare. And we compare ourselves and we say, well, I could never be like that sister. The way she just helps people and she's so full of mercy. And I'm, I mean, I'm just basically angry at people all the time. <laughs> and I kind of like, don't like most people. Matter of fact, I think most of you guys are jerks. <laughs> okay, well, you know what? We, the Lord, He's placed each one of us sovereignly in the body. And each one of us is necessary. We're necessary members of the body of Christ. And so in this point, I want you to write, not less than a member. Not less than a member. Okay, letter I. So letter H is not more than a member. And letter I is not less than a member. Both of these are extremes the enemy wants to bring us into to tear down the body. But praise the Lord, we are members. Amen. You know what you have? You have member power. Wow. Member power. That means you're just a member in the body and you're exercising your function to build up the body of Christ. This makes you a useful member in the body of Christ. Amen. Don't get caught in the enemy's trap. Thinking highly, thinking too lowly, but just realize I'm a member. And I'm going to function and carry out my function as a member of the body of Christ. It's really wonderful. Okay, then letter J. Let's read this. Go. Romans 12.5. Again, go. circle members one of another now let's ask the question what does that mean to be members one of another okay this is really spectacular but this is true what this means listen carefully each member is joined to all the other members you realize that you're joined to all the other members universally how is that possible you know, it's possible because we have the same life, the same essence. Listen, I've traveled around the planet several times, and wherever I meet another brother and sister in Christ, I feel like I've known them my whole life. It's amazing. Whether I'm Russia, I was in Fiji Islands several years ago, and I was walking with this brother, and... Uh, He's like, we're walking down the road. He said, brother, do you want lunch? I said, sure. So he stopped and he picked up a rock and he threw it up in the tree. Bam! And a mango fell out. <laughs> he said, here you go, brother. Here's lunch. And, uh, and when that happened, it was an amazing thing. He turned to me and said, I don't know why he did this. He turned to me and said, I feel like I've known you my whole life. I said, well, that just blew my mind. Because <laughs> I've never had lunch like that before. <laughs> but, but you know what? Just in, in a few short hours, 
we, we, uh, we had such rich fellowship. It was so amazing, so wonderful. Then, by late that afternoon, he said, Hey, brother, do you want supper? <laughs> I said, Sure. Okay, in the Fiji Islands, uh, you're never that far away from the water. So we walked right up to the water's edge. We were almost there. And he had a, a little spear hidden in the brush. He just walked out into the tide pools and he just got a fish. Uh, he picked it up and said, here you go, brother. Here's supper. And uh, I said, thank you. <laughs> I haven't had sushi this way before. <laughs> but he was so close. He, it was so sweet. It was, I, it was an indescribable experience. But you know what? We were members one of another. Very Okay. The second reason we're members is that we need the function of every other member. This is why we're members one of another. We need the function. We may not think it. We may not realize it. But the fact is we need the function of every other member in the body of Christ. We need that. That's what it means that we are members one of another. Okay? It's really wonderful. And the final point of what this means, that we're members one of another, and the Lord is doing this, but it means that all the members are coordinated together. All the members are coordinated together. This, what it, this is what it means that the... That you are a member one of another. Actually, if you study this phrase, one of another, actually it turns out in the epistles, it's dozens of times. One of another, one of another, one of another. I was going to get a list, but it got so big, I said, forget it. Just tell them. It's everywhere. One of another. These three things. Did you get it? You're joined to the others. You need the function of all the others. And you're coordinated with all the members. This is what it means to be members one of another. Really wonderful. Okay. Uh, we're moving on quickly here. Let's go on to letter K. All together, go. Okay, this is a great matter. Let's read Matthew 18, 17, and 18. How about brothers? Read these two. Go. Okay, so this section here basically is where there's a problem with the brother. And firstly, uh, he tells us here to go speak directly to the brother. And if that brother doesn't hear you, then he says, take two. And two of you go speak to the brother. If the brother still doesn't hear you regarding this offense, then finally he says here, tell it to the church. Now the church here, you have to realize, has the authority given to it by God. And he says here, if he refuses to hear the church, let him be to you like the Gentile and tax collector. So uh, this matter of being under or submitting to the authority of the church is a great matter because to be a proper member, to be a member 
enjoying the fellowship, there needs to be this submission. Because the church, you could say, is God's deputy authority on the earth. And to regard the church and to regard the leadership in the church is a great matter. And to be out from under that can cause you to lose the fellowship of the body or the fellowship in the church. This is, this is a big matter as we see here because these brothers were trying to clear up an offense with this person. So this is a great matter here to remain under and be under the submission of the church. And when we're under submission, you know what? There is blessing and there's flow. And we see this actually in the book of Revelation. There's a throne, but out of the throne proceeds what? A river and a tree. And so when we're underneath the throne, practically speaking, that means under the fellowship of the church, then there's blessing and there's flow. There's a flow. There's a fellowship. And, you know, I've met many students who were with the brothers and sisters, and eventually they left for certain reasons. Uh, some, unfortunately, have left in a, you might say, rebellious way. And then I have met them many years later, and they have told me, you know what, Carrie, when, when I left, the flow stopped. The flow stopped. So the flow of life within is a real matter, brothers and sisters. And when we stay under the submission of the church, which has the authority given to it by God, there is a flow of the divine life. So this is a great matter here. We have to realize uh, this is very, very important here. Let's read, uh, how about sisters read John 20, 23. This makes it very practical. Ready? Go. Now, it's a very uh, kind of unusual verse, but this shows us here, this, uh, this person here who is either forgiving or retaining is actually the church. And you might say here the church is the channel of the Holy Spirit. So whatever the brother's fellowship is, this is very serious, and we have to take this seriously because God has distributed the Holy Spirit to the church, and the church is the Spirit's channel. And the church has the Spirit's feeling. And so when we submit to that, praise the Lord, we get the flow. Amen. And we get the blessing. Amen. So we have to practice this to be under the Spirit's flow, which is to be under the church in a proper and good way. Okay? All right. Letter I. We're moving along quickly. I think we're going to get it just in. Uh, letter I, let's read this. Ready? Go. The way to God's special All together on Matthew 18 20. Circle, there am I. There am I. Sometimes as a college student, you're wandering around, and you're like, Lord, where are you? I feel out of it, I feel dead. I feel dry. Where are you, Lord? Well, this verse gives us the secret. Go get with your two or three. Two or three. Two or three. Two or three is the basic building block 
in the body of Christ. Amen. It's the basic building block. You know, in, in uh, biology, there's, there's a basic building block, right? There's the DNA structure. And when you have that, that DNA structure, eventually everything comes out of that. Everything. That's why it's become such a revolutionary thing to... Uh, scientists have uncovered this, discovered this, and began to uh, study this uh, because everything is in the gene. And uh, my wife recently did uh, the test on me uh, because I, I'm a mystery. Why am I a mystery? I was adopted when I was two days old. And so nothing is known about me physically. There's uh, no... no no record, no anything, no nothing. I'm mysterious. <laughs> Praise the Lord, I'm a member. Amen. <laughs> so she, she did this uh, test, and uh, uh, surprisingly, I was shocked by this. She found out that I'm 76% British. I said, I thought I'm a Texan, honey. I mean, beef is my favorite food in the world. It's like a vegetable to me. I mean, it's like... And uh, anyway, it's all in the gene. It's the basic building block. The basic building block of the church is the twos and threes. So I hope all of us on campus, I hope you have a two and three, a group of two and three you can always go to. You can always be related to. You can pray with them. You can read the Bible with them. You can preach the gospel with them. You can go to the meetings with them. You can practice standing up and sharing something in the meeting with them. Uh, if you're having a really terrible time at 2 a.m. at night and something's going wrong, you can call them. You can be related to them. You can shepherd them. You can love them. You can do so many things. Two and three. This is where God's special presence is, okay? All right, last point, letter M. Let's read it. Ready? Go. Okay, Ephesians 4, 15 and 16, go. Okay, so stop here. So what do we mean by the test of the body? We have to say, what is really the body of Christ? Who is really this people? Who are they? Well, I would say there's three points here. First of all, it's the recovery of Christ. And that is this. Does this group of people really experience Christ as their life? Really experience Christ as their life? This is the recovery of Christ. Okay? I don't have time to get into it. Number two, does this group of people really practice the matter of the oneness? And number three, does this group of people practice the functioning of every member of the body of Christ? So first of all, I would say the first point is out of deadness. Out of deadness into Christ's life. The second point is out of division. 
into the oneness of the body of Christ. And the third point I would say is out of paralysis into the functioning of the body of Christ. This is a real test. Is this the genuine article? Is this the real thing the Lord is after today, which we call the organic body of Christ? These three things are a test. Okay? And you can apply them around the world to any group of people anywhere. These matters are critical. Okay? All right, finally here, I just have a quick list. Uh, body of Christ. I just have it on my paper. This is the body of Christ. Number one, love it. Love it. Love it with your whole being. Christ does. Number two, fellowship with it. Number three, meet daily with it. Number four, keep short accounts with it. If offenses come in, quickly be absolved by repenting, confessing. Keep short accounts. Don't get offended with someone and wait for a week, two months, a year, ten years. Go right away and take care of the offense, okay? All right, number five, pour out on it. This is the body of Christ. Amen. Pour out on it. Pour your life out on the body of Christ. Amen. You'll be so happy. You'll be so joyful. Amen. All right? And finally, fight the battle with it. The enemy is trying to destroy you and me. Make no mistake about it. You are precious to the Lord. And so you, all, you guys all have a big X painted on your back with crosshairs on you because the enemy particularly hates you. So he's going to do things to confuse you, to cause you to get upset, to get discouraged, to get depressed. The enemy hates the building up of the body of Christ. So we have to fight the battle, not just by yourself as an individual. Listen, as an individual, we will always be defeated. If you don't think so, just give yourself another six months, another year in college, then come back and talk to me. <laughs> Tell me how victorious you are as an individual. Right? Fight the battle in the body. Amen. Fight the battle with the body. Amen. Crush Satan in the body. Amen. You know what? In the body, Satan is always defeated. Yeah. He cannot stand against the body of Christ. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Satan is defeated. Jesus is Lord. Okay, now it's your turn. And what we're going to do is have you guys stand up in little groups of five and six where you are and share with one another what you've enjoyed out of this message. Okay? Then we'll talk to you after that.